Howdy, partners. Welcome to Red Dead Redemption 2 Deep Dive. This is a special podcast. Watch out, there's a snake in your boot. It's spoiler-filled. I feel so bad doing this, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, you made me have tuberculosis. <laughs> you gave oh me tuberculosis, God. Jeff. Well, darn tootin'. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. It is going to be a spoiler filled discussion. If you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 5, uh, please Red turn Dead away. Redemption 5, Red Dead Redemption 5. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's, there's that many, there's that many that's come out since it came out originally. Jim, <laughs> uh, join tonight with me. I got Mr. Jim, uh, I don't know, Desperado Keel. Uh, I've got. <laughs> Nick, I don't even know, man. I don't even know what title to give you. Um, and I'm just your humble narrator. They call them boss. Oh, I, I yeah. Can hear you. We can just call <laughs> you want us just to call you chief for the whole night. Chief? I mean, chief. talking about Red Dead, I think that uh, that's appropriation. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, so basically, long story short, Jim just finished uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And the took last him, horse crosses the finish line. Took him, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many years. Fucking five years later. <laughs> um, Nick, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I assume you've played it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I, know. I got it when it came out and played it on uh, uh, PlayStation. I played it on Xbox One. I played it on PC. Um, but why didn't you play it on the Switch? Uh, oh. Well, so a, a year ago, I would have said, well, if they'd come out with it, I would definitely do it. But now, no, I'm, I would never in a million years do that. <laughs> I, I'm just like, just an aside, and I'm going to say this every time now. Anytime I hear like a new release for a Switch game, I'm like, but why? Like a like a big release, like a like a Skyrim yeah. or like a Switcher or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like if they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we're putting Starfield on the Switch. I'd be like, whoa, uh, good so fucking luck like with that. The new side-scrolling Kirby game, you're okay with? Yeah, if it's like, well, I mean, I I say Nintendo, you know, produced and created. I realize that Pokemon is not technically Nintendo; it's Game Freak. Um, but basically Nintendo. <laughs> it's ba- it's basically Nintendo, and Has there um, there hasn't been a Pokemon game on a regular system or not a regular system, but a non right. Uh, I don't. Are, are you asking if it's never been on a non Nintendo system? I mean, besides mobile games. Oh, Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because the uh, that pedometer that that. Acts like a, <laughs> the Pikachu thing, and you could feed your Pikachu. That's technically not a Poke- uh, Nintendo system. Yeah, that's a Tamagotchi. It, it's not a Tamagotchi. It's got a pedometer. Wait, I thought it was. I thought it was made. That. I thought it was made by Nintendo, though. Was what it was made the other by one? Nintendo or just sold by Nintendo? I want to say it was made by them. Like, what was the other get, Tamagotchi? If we're getting into the nitty gritty. Gigapets. Yes, gigapets. <laughs> if we're getting into the nitty gritty, do they probably like have someone else manufacture it for them? Probably. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like 
the Nintendo Switch itself was kind of a combination of multiple things. Like, that wasn't necessarily their technology. Well, then if... I'd say that, yes, it was made by Nintendo, but you'd have to call it a Nintendo system if you put it in line as a portable system, like Game well, Boy, DS, I w- I the Pokemon pedometer thing. I was actually going to say the closest thing to me is Game & Watch. That's Nintendo. Which yeah. is Nintendo. That's what I'm that's saying. Nintendo. But yeah. that's that's considered in their hierarchy. Like you see that at the Nintendo Museum that they have. I don't know. It's kind of like um kind of like the the bongo drums for the Donkey Kong game. Okay. Well, just an accessory. I don't want to derail it too much, but since we're talking about Nintendo and how shitty their hardware is, um I just saw like a friend put up that Microsoft Nintendo uh negotiated yeah. the 10-year yeah, legal agreement. Yeah, I just agreement. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was telling my friend and he's die hard like Nintendo fanboy. Like more they than can me? do no wrong in his eyes. But oh, yes, more than me. I was telling him that this is like really smart and really shitty of Nintendo because uh in that agreement they say like uh oh, what's the exact wording here? Okay, so that equal access to Call of Duty and they have to release like their Call of Duty game same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. So the thing is like always Nintendo's have less capable hardware. So either Activision has to turn into wizards of coding to get everything running the same way. Or they have to completely like gut all the other consoles just so it matches with Nintendo. I think you're forgetting one thing. Oh, I'm going to tie you to the railroad tracks and just watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one thing that you're completely forgetting. Oh, what's that? Streaming. Streaming? Yeah, they're gonna because just like Kingdom Hearts, for instance. Um, you can't play that on the Switch. Like that collection, it's mm-hmm. streaming only. There's a lot of Switch games that have made that like technical, like quote unquote, leap to where they're like, hey, we can't technically get this to run on the Switch, so we're just gonna have it be streaming only. Oh, so that's that in my mind is how they're going to achieve that. Oh, that's, that, okay. that's okay. the loop. That's the loophole. Okay, I, 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 I like say, that. And I say it's a loophole as well because I don't know if you also saw, but they signed an agreement with Nvidia to do the same thing. They're bringing all of the games, including all of the Bethesda games, they're bringing all of those to streaming on GeForce Now. So same concept to me. They're going to allow you to do streaming on both systems. Yeah, so, but I feel like the people that's in places with like really shitty internet, oh, that can't, it's going to be horrible. They can't get that. 
they couldn't horrible. get streaming or they couldn't get like a really beefy rig. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's going to be a terrible experience because think about it. Like the Switch to me is more of a portable system than anything else. Like that's the main appeal behind it. Oh yeah. So if you if you take that factor out, you have to be either on constant Wi-Fi or uh, on a hotspot in order to even play like Call of Duty, for instance. At that point, is it really worth it? Um, I don't like think you're so. still tethered. You couldn't play it on a train in a tunnel in your yeah. bathosphere. Yeah, yeah right. I, I get it. So oh. um, that's that. Yeah. So that has been our our uh, brief uh, gaming news update section for the podcast. Um, so Jim, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of the thunder out. Why, why is this your favorite game of all time? Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are you putting words in his mouth? No, it's th- oh. absolutely true. I have said this. It is my favorite game of all time. Uh, I can't deny it. I can't. I can't be like. I don't know. I, I'm when I'm told I should like something, that that person who tells me that I would like it usually is right. I wear my tastes and emotions and thoughts on my sleeve and I don't hide it. I don't, you know, nothing like that. But like it took me it took me so long to find this game on my own. And really, uh it was it was TikTok and and like randomly getting like <laughs> like it, it is dude it randomly this getting makes me just so like, upset <laughs> like and and that and that, yeah that's definitely an insult to to Jeff um, holy shit but but it did and it, it I had to see it I had to see people going in with just throwing knives and just obliterating people yeah um, so. Why don't you describe some of the TikToks that that invigorated this flame? <laughs> so, just just, so just tell us about them. The throw, throwing knives, just you know, going through a house and stuff like that. That you're uh, robbing either them playing online or going through a story mission. Uh, but really, like being able to to just annihilate clan members <laughs> is oh, yeah. is really like. Fun like something that I, I wanted to do uh, for sure. Uh, and this is the safest and legalist way I can do it. Um, but then just like, I don't know, like it, it was on my wish list. I Okay. Can I go back to the beginning? The very beginning. Yeah. I mean, you may as well. You're right, okay. So when you were born TikTok. in Las Vegas, what, I was not what, born what was in Las like? Vegas. I don't know why you always think that, but <laughs> I, was gifted a copy of Red Dead Revolver on the PS2 uh, at some point. I don't know when if it was like new or whatever. Lucky. That game. That game is primitive as fuck. Um, the main character is is clearly John Marsden, but they they, they call him something else. Red Harlow. Uh, Red, Red Harlow. It's a completely uh, which, different character. <laughs> which, it, but the scars, come on, man. It's, yeah, come on. Um, which, I don't know if either of you got it. And again, we're we're going all spoilers. But did you get to, uh, did you get the, 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 like, the rando person camping that, like, 
told you the story about their relative Red Harlow? Uh, Maybe. Hold on a second. So there is a person that is camping um, that you can run into, and they'll t- if you if you can does you know. Uh, dissolve the the fight between you two of you just like uh you know talking on the uh talking on the you know if, if you infiltrating his camping ground uh he'll tell you about his we have to start over no we don't have to i no no we have to start <laughs> over right now so we were talking about the nintendo switch oh my god <laughs> so, so if you if you can if you can make nice with the guy whose campground you're infiltrated with and you sit down and talk with him he'll tell you about his his relative red harlow um and he doesn't know where he is now or anything like that so that's that's red dead revolver uh it's if you've never seen gameplay footage or you've never seen it you know play or never played it uh it's it's brutal it's like very bloody it's very uh, very primitive. Uh, basically, your Red Harlow, your parents are murdered in front of you, and you know it's you getting revenge. It's every revenge plot. Um, then Red Dead Redemption came out for the Xbox 360, and that was my favorite game for a really long time. Um, I love that game. I love that game. I adore that game. Uh, I am I have... super pissed that they never brought it officially to PC. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bummer because I would play that game today. Uh um, the Undead Nightmare, like what a I love it when games, you know, don't come out with a ton of DLC. Um but when but I just I don't need it to be more of the same shit. And just they did such a great job with the Undead Nightmare DLC. Um uh, the story and like the revenge of of Jack you know, getting redemption uh, on his father. There, you, there you go. And then, like, just all the if you've if you've played Red Dead Redemption two, but not Red Dead Redemption, um, you know, you the guy who killed your father it meets you as a little boy on the beach, and it's just full circle where you catch him fishing at the end of Red Dead Redemption and kill him. Like, it's just fucking crazy. Then Red Dead Redemption two came out, and. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered like the big collector's edition, got it, you know, unfortunately like loaded it up on a PS4 with crappy internet and there, and it took me all night to, to load in the game. Um, and so I played it the next morning and fucking hated the, the prologue, hated all the snow and, and the game had just come out. So I, I wasn't really looking at, you know, does this, when does this end? And so on and so forth. But then I did start seeing reviews and I started seeing people talk about just how big it is and how you have clean, you, if you want your guns to work better, you need to clean them and you need to take care of your horse. And it, it seemed like I just want to play a game. I don't want to, that's why I don't like games like Minecraft or, you know, any game like where you have to do, Work. I want to play a story of a game, and I think some shitty reviews just kind of overwhelmed me. And so I was like, "This game clearly is an achievement, but it's not for me." Then, then TikTok comes around, and I start seeing clans people falling off of mountains and getting burnt up and brutally stabbed, and all the hilarious, you know, shit that can happen. Um, 
And then I saw how minimal taking care of your weapon really is and taking how taking care of your horse really is. And um, I, it was on a super, super duper discount on Steam. Uh, plus, I had a gift card, so I didn't pay anything for it. And yeah, yeah. I, I have not been more sucked into a game like this. In, and like the fact that I'm done with it and I, I literally am like, okay, going to start over again and play it, play it all over again and just play it with a different strategy or play it with, you know, the mindset of like, oh, I've played this before. I know what to expect and I know what to do now from the beginning to make sure that I can like have a, a great playing experience, even though my playing experience was phenomenal the first time that's that's my history of the game and uh i do wish i would have played it right from the get-go when it first came out but it is what it is hmm. and i have i have some complaints they're very minimal but well what are your complaints then the, uh the music i like i wish there was more of it because it's so yeah. fucking good. Yeah, I so I will it rem- say it reminds me of another favorite video game of mine. Uh that is a very different type of game, but it reminds me of the game Firewatch. Uh the okay. music Firewatch. in that Why? the music in that is almost perfect. And it's very similar. It's like Red Dead Redemption 2 soundtrack is like a more stripped down version of Firewatch's soundtrack. If you don't believe me, it's all on YouTube. Listen to it while you're just like reading or, you know, just hanging out. It's so good. Hmm. But because Firewatch wasn't, you've already said it's not the same type of game, but the music fits so well with Firewatch, especially if you take the music out of that video game and you said, like, while you're reading or just chilling or hanging mm-hmm. out, it works very well for that because Firewatch is just, it's kind of a walking sim, but it's super narrative. While Red Dead is supposed to be, like, an action game. Well, yeah, it's a completely different type of game. Um it's just, you know, the music when you're, like, when you're traveling, for instance. Like, there are a lot of times where it's just you, the music is, is the, the nature around you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hearing the streams and hearing the animals and, and listening for maybe people talking. Um, and with, with Firewatch, you know, that music is there because there is nobody around you. You know, there it, it's a you know it's an indie game. It's very it's a very small game, and it's it's while it is while it is technically you don't have to do certain things in a in a certain order, you still are kind of pushed that way by the music. Mm-hmm. But you can beat that game in three hours. You you cannot beat Red Dead Redemption two in three hours. Hell, you can barely get out of the prologue in three hours. Oh, okay. So the music—that was one of your gripes. That's and that's honestly, as of right now, that—that's my big gripe. Um, Adding the prologue. I the prologue is is a schlog, and I wish that if I tell for anybody that like has a desire to play that game and is listening, please like know that the prologue is not very fun. 
Um, it's you're gonna meet you're gonna meet some integral characters uh, like Sadie. I mean, you're going to meet all your characters, but like, it's, you know, where you, you come across Sadie, who is going to be a huge factor for you throughout, not only this game, but, uh, you know, the post game and so on and so forth. And also if you've already found, uh, if you've already found all the gold bars in the game and already done like all the bounty missions you're kind of stuck on, on how you make money in the game, um, which is, I guess, where Red Dead Online goes to, or if you want to start the game over again. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 something like popped into my head when you, when you immediately said that uh, you did not like the prologue. That's what took you like way out of it the first time. Uh you're a you're a Tarantino fan, ain't you? I I I am, yeah. You you do like uh the Tostatino? I do. Um, I do. He came out with a movie. He sure did. Uh he's come out with nine movies. Nobody cares. So he came out with the movie The Hateful Eight. Yes. You've seen that? I I have seen it. I've seen it as a movie, and I've seen it as the four part miniseries on Netflix. They it, they made it a four part miniseries. Yeah, and it's and it's a better way to watch that movie. Oh, okay, okay. Each 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 it's four part. It each is uh one hour long. It's very good. So, um, I so, couldn't stand that movie. It's 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 a lot of people uh, again. Watch watch the miniseries. It it I, it's better that way. I why is it better that way? Is it, it just because it's just it's paced better? And there's uh, and number one, it's it's it doesn't cut anything. It's it's the entire movie as is, it was shot. Plus, man, I don't want to go on a tangent. That movie was like marred to have issues from the very get go, from the script being leaked to Quinn not. Uh, gonna make it because of the script being leaked then he just due to like you know pressure and due to like fan popularity he did a live uh reading of it um and and it it was just so overwhelmingly positive that they were like all right let's let's just make this movie um and yeah it, it just there's a lot of issues with that movie um but it i would say as as like it's one of Tarantino's best when it comes to just movie making. Oh, and also it was filmed in like, it it had, if you were going to be in a theater, it had to be in a theater that had certain equipment. Um, Uh, The 16 millimeter? 70 millimeter. It was 70 Um, millimeter? 70 millimeter. Because that's the one that I saw it in. And what's that? I, I saw it in the 70 millimeter. That's like I had what a I friend who too. really wanted to see it and that got the poster and everything. I think it, we saw it at uh, the Edwards on Greenway. That's where I saw it, yeah. <laughs> and so, and also, just to go on a little bit of a tangent, they were supposed to have a two-week run at the L.A. Cinerama, right? The Cinerama Dome. 
<laughs> it's a very legendary theater. It's, it's been there since, you know, the 50s. Well, Disney had a deal with them to have two weeks for Star Wars Episode Seven, um, And then the next two weeks was supposed to be Hateful Eight. Well, Disney was like, no, we're going to keep it in the theater the whole time. We're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna extend our deal, and because it's Disney, and because it's Star Wars, you know, the Cinerama Dome is like, what are we supposed to do? And then Disney said, if you show Hateful Eight at the L.A. Cinerama Dome instead of Star Wars Episode Seven, we will not only pull Star Wars from from this theater, we're gonna going to pull all star wars and all disney properties every single uh property owned by your company you can't you can't operate as a theater without that mm, yeah you can it's just called adults only yeah, i mean yeah but if you're if your whole thing is like you know you're a family friendly theater you know so that is what made Quentin Tarantino vow never to work with Disney or anything associated with Disney ever again. So, yeah, that movie had a lot of um, a lot of uh, hurdles it had to jump through, uh, but especially because they didn't get your ticket money because you asked for it back. I mean, I you saw have... the beginning of it, and it was all snow, and you're like, "Why the fuck is there all this snow?" Okay, now back to People that. People walking now. Back to that. now... On their horses, it's, it's a schlog of a movie. Shit. It is a schlog of a movie. Um, you know, it, it most of it takes place. You know, it was filmed right outside of Telluride, Colorado. Um, the, the the outside shots, but then once they get to that cabinet cabin, I mean, that's that's all a soundstage in in Hollywood that that was kept at at thirty five degrees. Um, it's just so. I mean, it's 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 a tough movie to get through. But there are some, I mean, it's a great movie. I still I still think it's a great movie. But the difference between watching that movie and playing Red Dead Redemption 2 is I'm I'm actually I'm playing. I'm I'm in a whitewashed, dark, you know, so I'm moving slow. Um it just it, it was it was tough and it just seemed like it went on for so long. Um and also, and also, I'll tell you this: the game came out in 2018 or 2017. Uh, 2017. 2017. Yeah, probably. I think so. Jim in 2022, 2018. which is when I got the game. 2018. Jim in, in 2022, 2023 is very different than Jim from 2018. Um. So, I mean, I don't know how I would have reacted if if I would have played it for the very first time now, versus then. So, yeah. I don't know. I know. I know. In 2018, I was playing a lot of very um, dynamic JRPGs, like the E series and stuff like that, that had super hyped up, heavy, fast paced music and just like crazy visuals and so on and so forth. And this is, you know, it is. It's like watching um, a you know a Sergio Leone film, or uh, you know, like a uh, you know, or listening to an any Morricone soundtrack or, you know, something like that. <coughs> I mean, it's hard for me to, like, because when I was in um, film school for a bit, we were required to watch 
uh, quote unquote the classics. So you had to watch like The Searchers, for instance. That oh, was I love that movie. That was that was a big one that we had to watch, and then we had to watch. Um, I always forget the name of it. The Red Bud. What is the thing with Red Bud? What? Black and white film. Oh, you're thinking oh, of Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, yeah. yeah. Rosebud. Yeah, not Redbud, sorry. I don't watch Citizen Kane, things like that. that um, it's hard It's hard for me to watch older films like that because they were built with a different pacing back then. Sure. And I'm not saying I need like Fast and the Furious type action things to get me going. Um, but it, 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 yeah, it, it, like it was hard to get through that initial scene. And like, we've, we've talked, we talked about this at length when I first started the game, like when it first came out, yes, it was hard to get through all the reviews said that the prologue was the worst part of the game opinion. And it is, um, because it's trying to. It's trying to do that job of getting you to know characters and trying to have you be invested in characters right. for the long haul. I think it could have been done a lot better. Um, Last Onion did a really great job, in my opinion, of showing um, all the character introductions very quickly. Like you know who you knew who they were, and everything was done in a two-hour span. Um, this one, I felt like you kind of had to feel like you knew everyone in the camp and their backstory to really be invested in the overall story. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, and I think I, I also really wanted to play as John Marsden. Yeah, that was, that was hard that was for a lot thing. of people, including me, because I knew it was a prologue. Or, or not a prologue, uh, a prequel, prequel, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's a little hard for them to call it Red Dead Redemption 2 because generally that's reserved for sequels. Mm-hmm. So you go into it thinking, okay, am I going to play as this character the whole game? Um, and let's just let's just say spoilers now again as a thing. Um <coughs> You don't play as Arthur Morgan the whole game. Uh, the epilogue yeah. is where you finally get that kind of bridge. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about Arthur Morgan specifically. I like him as a character more than John Marston. Oh, I mean, after playing it, yes. Like, there's just more depth. And let's be realistic. Back when Red Dead Redemption came out, that whole story... I would say is average at best. It, it, it basically has the premise that, Hey, this is an outlaw. He's going to go track down his gang. That concept is cool, but story wise, it's just like, it's just okay. It it doesn't, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not saying it's the worst game story in the world. Um, but compared to Red Dead Redemption two, which, is in chapters. So you have chapters one through six, and then you have an epilogue. 
mm-hmm. it felt like structurally speaking they really threw the kitchen sink at it they're like okay we're gonna just make this the richest story that we can and there's a lot that happens in it and by the end of it you are you're in a pretty rough spot because you know what comes next yeah like you know everything that john marston for instance is has gotten up to that point what john marston has been fighting for and what will eventually come to pass in a couple years like it's just um i don't know it's it's one of those games that just have like a uh it sits with you for a while afterwards yeah i still still say that arthur morgan is a better character than john marston because yeah you it was a lot more fleshed out in this because that's what uh, i was just about yep exactly what I was about like saying. the first one it it was very like uh on the nose as to what they were trying to go for and most of the redemption part in the first is told in the backstory and through the um through the interactions with marston and then any of his old gang members and it's everything's told like oh well back in the day i used to i used to be this thing and i'm not trying to be that anymore but i was dragged back into this life right Right. and then you know gameplay kind of you know takes a whole different way because you can just murder everything if you wanted to uh very much the same way with uh redemption 2 and arthur um but the difference is is that i think the redemption part in here is that you can start whether you're a very lawful or very honorable outlaw or just a, a rough and dirty bastard right but then the story beats will force you into a narrative that this is why he's actually thinking about what he's doing and does he want to keep going on this path? Yep. And so towards the end, I I wanted to be good. I didn't want to rob campsites. Yes. Like, uh, like the stuff that happens to him and all, all that he's going through. Yeah. You, you feel like, well, this is playing into more of a redemption arc for this for this person mm-hmm. while and because marston is in this you get to see the life that he he led up to the start of the of the first game and you do see like what he was involved with and that kind of actually as most prequels will do is reinforce the story of the first one that they actually didn't tell yeah. So, so that's why it, I wouldn't say that he's just a better character, or this is just a much better. Well, I I would say that this one is a better story because it was more fleshed out. They had a lot more opportunity to flesh it out. It was a much bigger game, but it's just that's what they could do with this one that they couldn't do with the other one. Uh, same thing with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto V has a much better story than GTA 3 with Claude 
who doesn't <laughs> talk and just goes through everything, just does whatever the fuck. You mean it's Fido? Just... Who? Odd. The name of the character that you play at, as in GTA 3, his name is Claude. Wow, that, you blow my fucking mind. I always called him Fido. That's what the girl called him at the very beginning of the game because you were doing favors. Oh, dude. Yeah, his name's Claude. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, well now you learned something. I did. I did. I've always called him Fido. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the story between that and then even any of the other GTAs up till then. The only one I'd say is, like, on par or maybe even better is GTA 4. But that was when they started, real like, the HD era of Rockstar games is when they started, like, really focusing heavy into the narrative portion of their games. And since um, uh, Redemption 1 was at the end of that of at the end of the previous era uh then it wasn't as narratively driven so it you, you gotta take it for what it is at the time right yeah i mean that's so, i mean that's a, any game you know you got to take into consideration like like what they could do versus yeah. what like is implied or what they could do later like that's why they make the remakes and you got final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 7 remake with a lot more fucking story so many mm -hmm. other characters that were just backstories and now you're seeing them and what they're all about and it's just a lot more fleshed out to the like good or the bad of what that could be all right like, I didn't want to learn anything about fucking Boba Fett. He was just a cool character, but now we got all this <laughs> bullshit about him. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm usually, like, with uh, movies and stuff like that, I don't, I don't necessarily care about the, like, needing to know the origin story of every single character out there. But, you know, and, and not to say that you know everything about Arthur's past, you know, little bits and pieces, but, uh, they, they, and, and they do a great job of keeping that mystery there, but it was nice. Like filling in those gaps from red, red dead one with, you know, Marsden's, you know, this is his own, you know, backstory, you know, mm -hmm. the little things that they, that they, you know, fill in and you're like, Oh, well that's, that's Dutch who you end up killing in red dead one. Uh, uh, you know, and that's, uh, you know, it's it, whenever you are a log and you have to go find John Marsden uh, and like you find his dead horse. Like if you look closely, like that's the uh, that's the monogram saddle that he talks about in Red Dead One. Like there, that's how he lost it. You know, so it, it's stuff like that, that that I do think is is I'm, I'm glad they were able to, you know, flesh that out, like you said. Like when they when they come out with Red Dead Three, if ever they decide to do that in twenty years, then you're gonna play as Dutch and uh, <laughs> have his upbringing. 
You know, either keep or, rolling it back or you're like on the far side of the country in a different Western setting. I was going to say that or you follow the hat. Go back even farther because, you know, uh, Arthur's hat was his dad's hat. Mm. If you are at your campsite and you focus in on the pictures that you have hung up. And they show Arthur, it's, it's, I can't remember his first name, but it's something Morgan. He's wearing Arthur's hat. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why it's super beat up and stuff like that. And then that's why the scene, again, and again, we're not, we're just heavy on the spoilers. The scene at the end on the, on the, the mountain or the hill or cliff or whatever and he gives John the hat. That's why it's even more emotional because it's like that was his father's hat, and he's you know, you know, Arthur is giving John the life that like his father couldn't give to him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily like. It, let's put it realistically. Red Dead Redemption 3. If that were to ever happen. I'm just being honest, because I don't think it will at this stage. No, I'm, I'm like fully up there with you. Yeah, um, I, don't, I think it'll be something completely different, yeah. Rockstar is a very different company than when this game first entered production. Did, it, it definitely made them money. No, it oh. made the, it made the okay. money. If the problem is, it's like, there are not that into just making sequels of their games as much as they did, especially GTA five online that does nothing but print money. Yeah. I think GTA though, we've got to treat that like, we've got to treat that like a call of duty because you know, people are still clamoring for the, for the bully sequel for the LA noir sequel. Nobody's clamoring for an LA noir sequel. Oh yeah. Hell I love yeah, L.A. Noir. No. You Amazing, didn't like yeah. L.A. Noir? It's not that I didn't like L.A. Noir. It, it doesn't need a sequel. I just, I, I, I would like another game, like, in that set. We were talking, we were just, I was just talking about this with my coworkers today. Because he's, like, he was on the same thing. He's like, L.A. Noir is so great. I'm like, could, could you imagine, like, just a more updated version of that with, like, the technology we have now? Because back then that face technology with like the expressions and everything was kind of revolutionary for the time. Oh, do it on. I mean, well, okay. Let me just uh, say this. You kind of have it. I don't, I'm sure there's a name for the, um, those horror games that came out. That I liked our real decision making. Uh, what are those games called? Uh, oh, like I don't the, know. Um... Uh, Man of Medan or yeah, the, uh, that, that, uh, Until that Dawn. Yeah, Until Dawn. That's it. That's it. Like that level of graphical, you know, facial recognition, but with L.A. Noir. And I also, what I, I will say, L.A. Noir on the Switch is really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I went back and played it recently. Um, I, I played it when it first launched originally. Same. And it was. Um, I don't know the set the story behind that game 
is a little sad because of like that was the first time that I had really heard of uh, the crunch essentially like it had always mm-hmm. been kind of alluded to but that was like one of the first times where you really heard about crunch games and then Red Dead Redemption 2 obviously also famous for it the the amount of detail that is in this game is mind-boggling to me like there's still stuff today where i'll I'll boot up the game every once in a while and right now it's mostly just a i use it as just kind of like a walking simulator pretty much like i don't i don't really play the story anymore because i've already done all of that Mm -hmm. it's it's just i'm walking around i'll just ride my horse and trying to find something new and usually i do and there's a really good scene where there's people building a railroad and there's people actually hitting the railroad spikes and like normally in like just a regular game that's where your immersion breaks because you're looking at the railroad spikes and it's just a pre-cut animation of them of the thing just going in as they hit it but it's it's not it doesn't feel like it's hand animated it feels like and this is going to sound stupid. It feels like they built a system just for fucking putting railroad spikes into the ground and having a like a like the person puts it in the ground, hits it with the hammer, and it's just like it would be in real life. Well, I, yeah, I think I read somewhere that like Red Dead Redemption Two has the most. Uh, motion capture of any video game ever made. That completely makes sense. Like, Rockstar w- goes into some great detail with, like, these latest games. Um, GTA Five. they had, they put an entire mechanic of if you're wearing flip-flops, the flip-flops actually flip and flop. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, they, they, but that... They have to, like, animate and have an entire system for the horse ball shrinkage no yeah. oh yeah not at all <laughs> but i mean that's where the crunch occurred because i think i think what happens as basically they have to raise the bar every single time that they do one of these it feels like mm-hmm. um because in essence they're like listen if we don't then it's almost like an obsession. They're like, okay, we have to do this. We have to beat our own bar that we've set. And I mean, you've, you've seen like the GTA six, like videos, I'm assuming where it had like the leaked footage. And a lot of people are already like, oh my God, this just looks so terrible. It's just so bad. Like, it doesn't look that much. I and mean, even, um, I'm trying to think of a more recent example. There's the games, there's some games that look like they're kind of cookie cutter. Oh, now. oh Halo Infinite. Yeah, Halo Infinite is probably a good example. Okay. They spent a ton of time, I'm sure, building foundational systems and this isn't to knock the halo team at all the first trailer for halo infinite the actual first gameplay trailer craig 
got shit on pretty hard. Horrible. And I feel like Rockstar basically waited until this game was nearly finished. And we're like, you know what? Um, it's in a good enough state. Let's do a trailer for it. We'll release it a year from now. And that's basically they spent the entire rest of that year just polishing it. Because if you watch the trailer versus actual like gameplay footage, it is different. It is it is different than what's in the game. Um and it's just the the small it's just basically like they had so much money from Grand Theft Auto 5 that they could invest all that time and effort and systems into building something. It's almost like um like if you gave what's that guy that did uh, Detroit? David Cage. Dave if Cage. You gave, if you gave that dude unlimited budget, he would probably not release his game for like 15 years. Well, because he would be constantly tweaking it, constantly so updating Star, it. Uh, Star Citizen. Star Citizen is a great example of a dude who's just got way too much money now, <laughs> and is just like, you know what? I want to make it the best thing possible. There's actually uh, there's a game called I think it's Game Dev Tycoon, maybe. Where if you've never played it, it even has like a mobile version. You you basically start in your garage and you can build your own games and you write, write your own engine and you do all of that. And we get to the point where um, every game that I would release, I would build a brand new engine because it would, for my benefit, I would add just one more feature. And building an engine is expensive in that game. Like it costs a lot of money, takes a lot of time. And it's not always for the best. Um, I just feel like they got to a certain point with this one where they're like, we just have to make it as as best as as possible. And they, of course, pulled the let's um, basically remaster it and release it on PC, just like they did for GTA Five. But I don't. I I know they did an Xbox One version. Right. Are we so, talking about for Red Dead? Yeah. So they. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me go back to GTA Five. So originally GTA Five came on to Xbox 360, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Xbox One came out. I don't know the exact timing, but they released a version just for that. And I want to say PC was shortly thereafter. And then it just seems like they keep doing it over and over again because GTA Online was so popular. It gets the the Skyrim treatment. It prints money. But but look at this now. That this one, yes, it was successful. Yes, it probably made its money back. Uh, Red Dead Online is effectively dead at this stage. Pretty much. Um, Like, it's just... There's just nothing there because they're like, you know what? This isn't this isn't as successful as GTA Five, which is a high bar. That's why we even... revive it. I mean, right? Like it. It's <laughs> one of those. It's one of those weird things. And this this there is some news that came out that was never really confirmed because Rockstar doesn't confirm rumors typically. Mm-hmm. Um, that because if you if you look at the map for Red Dead Redemption Two. What is there? Oh, I can tell you I have it hanging up. Um, All right. 
So you got a uh, new Hanover, West Elizabeth, Amberino, and Lemoyne. And then you, you effectively also got New had, Austin. You, you exactly New Austin. So you effectively have a fairly significant chunk of Red Dead Redemption map already built. Now, is it exactly the same? Obviously not. There's time-wise, there's differences. There's all sorts of things there. But foundationally speaking, you could take that and say, okay, now we're going to redo Red Dead Redemption in with this new quote-unquote engine, because it's still the Rage engine at the end of the day. And we're going to do a, not a remaster, but a... um. What's the final? Is it the remake? Final Fantasy VII remake? Yeah. They're going to basically do a remake of Red Dead Redemption. They're going to package it all up into one you know, thing. You get it for, I don't know how much money that would cost, but we'll say $75 to be generous. Release it and say, here is the definitive Red Dead Redemption collection. You're welcome. Oh, by the way, it's coming to PC. Um, a couple of years back, they basically effectively killed that project it's probably never going to happen and to say i'm gutted is just an understatement because i think i think we all know like playing red dead redemption on pc with the graphics level of red dead redemption 2 would be like it would be like the perfect two games yeah but i See, the thing is, I never even wanted them to do like a complete remake. Uh, a remaster would have been fine. All they needed to do was update the graphics a little bit and uh, tweak control so it works with PC. That's it. They, they didn't need did to... do. They did do, and I'm not calling it a remaster, but they enhanced it for Xbox One. So. I don't know exactly what I think they they basically upscaled it for 4K. Yeah, is what I remember. Yeah, upscaled for 4K. They added a few new textures and then they added um, the new features that work with like the the one where it uses the uh, different like kind of UI and added like online like features for it. But that's what I wanted them to do for the PC. I just wanted there to be a way to do it on or to play it on the PC without having to go through like a console emulator. Well, and to be fair, I think if let's just let's just say Red Dead Online had been successful because Red Dead Redemption 2 again was successful it, like it made its money back it just wasn't oh, yeah. as profitable so putting the investment and time into porting it to pc which we've seen rockstar try to pawn off on other studios and that was to not to not to not to not great success and i think they're looking at that and going you know what maybe we shouldn't do that definitive let's call it Red Dead Redemption version. Uh, but the thing with with those ports, especially if we're talking about the uh, HD GTAs, 
into the new ones. That was way after they canceled, like moving Red Dead into onto PC. It was just that they didn't want to because they were still trying to ride high off of not doing anything other than thinking about the online capabilities of GTA five and what, uh, red dead two can do. Well, I think, I think also realistically, they were like, you know what? We're probably not going to get anything else out of this game. It did what it was supposed to do. Let's now devote all of our resources to the next GTA because the lead time on these games now is so high and they're probably saying okay what are we going to do for the next one how are we going to print you know gta online 2.0 essentially i think Mm -hmm. that's what the overall problem is like it's like to be fair when red dead redemption 2 was announced i was shocked I was like, wow, I can't believe it finally actually happened. Ah, uh, same here. Um, the fact that it was a prequel, even crazier to me. I was like, wow, that is what a gamble. Because originally, like, I wouldn't say Red Dead Redemption was one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I liked it. I have it. some real good memories from it. Yeah, like, I do too. Um, that shit even my wife has good memories playing it for a little bit she <laughs> there's the cheat where you could um uh it almost like it look, looked like gold when your your horse was running mm-hmm. i don't know the exact cheat but she she called the horse fasty mccoin hooves and that was her horse and then she accidentally drove the horse over into a canyon and one day yeah fasty fasty mccoinoos was no more that's <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean like even back then um i think i got her a copy of red dead redemption so that we could play online with each other because even mm-hmm. that had real basic it was real basic, but uh, even with even for what it was, it was real fun. Now, since that game came came out in two thousand nine, yeah, no, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, yeah. But and I, uh, I was working with Jim at the time, yeah, and all of our all of our buddies. I don't think Jim was like a good buddy at the time, though. Uh, no, he hated me. Just, just oh, we, no, didn't, we, didn't, did. we didn't get there yet. No, mm-hmm. Nick didn't like us. No, uh, no, I, I liked everybody else, and I, I wanted to like you too, but you kept scowling at me every time I saw you. So, um, like, I got Red Dead, and I forget at the time, like, I was real big into westerns. Like, my pop just got got me real into westerns around that time period and so when this came out i was like oh hell yeah i'm gonna be a fucking cowboy and then i could like talk to a bunch of my other friends like andrew he was he was one of them that we were in our little posse and we all got red dead we were playing online and it was great and we were bullying kids on (laughs) on back of horseback oh wait no jim was there too 
I was there. Yeah, because I kept knifing his horse in the face. Uh, well, yeah. everybody, every, that was online became. It was just, it, it, we oh, would yeah, all go do something. It was hardcore griefing, and, then, and I, I was just chuckling my little ass off. I, I, was, I was so happy. I mean, but, that's what GTA Online became for a lot of us for a long time. It's how many fucking uh, sticky bombs. I mean, David, to this day, will tell you how fucking pissed off he got at me. Because every single time he'd come around the corner in his nice car that he had just bought, throw a sticky grenade, blow it up, and he'd be like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. See, now, the thing is, I will not advocate towards griefing random people online i always only grief my friends because that's how i show my love and also the ones you love that's your love language grief the people that i know in real life because if i can make them mad enough and they get angry enough they can come and give me a smack that's the only that's the only fair way to grief but there were some times we get in a posse with some random people and, and we would like just start ragging on them for like the smallest things. Like, oh my God, you got to go to bed early? What, your mom didn't give you a Dr. Pepper before bed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, I just wanted to let you know, know right now that the, the Red Dead Redemption merch train back in the day was hard to get stuff uh basically they didn't have much store at the time was constantly sold out the other day i decided you know what let me check that out again i haven't looked at it in some time um and now i'm actually currently buying a mouse pad because they have a wildlife mouse a desk pad has like some vintage art on it looks pretty cool i personally bought the outlaws desk pad is going to replace my mouse pad at work. Nice. Um, you can also, Jim, um, probably a big thing for you, you can get the vinyl soundtrack. I'd like that. Um, it is red. It's very cool. like that. But is it dead? It is. Um, it also has performances from Willie Nelson. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 one, of the, he's one of the actual, like, songs you know on on the soundtrack you know when you're playing the game yeah um yeah i don't know there's a there's a 20 dollar like, mouse pad who I think the I paid. fuck would buy a red dead redemption 2 dynamite candle for 75 dollars <laughs> yeah something that you literally set on fire and then you'll never see again <laughs> yeah well i mean like i said some of this shit is stupid now i'm not gonna lie the uh 3d uh train puzzle pretty fucking cool the metal uh the gatling gun also pretty fucking cool Mm -hmm. um i do love how they have a vinyl of it's called the house building ep and it's one of the songs is when they're building the fucking Oh, goddamn song at the end. Yeah. That's one of the best. Um, yeah, dude. The four additional oh. songs uh, previously unreleased. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. 
I, I was like harking on that candle, but I, I, I just found the the barrel candle for ninety five dollars yeah. that also had the exact same problem. Yeah, well, and this is and this is a testament to how old this game is because there is a Red Dead Redemption two leather iPhone case. iPhone, it's got to be like iPhone six. It is iPhone six, seven, and eight, or the iPhone ten. Okay, <laughs> that's and that's it. They're like, ah, that's all. That's all we're gonna. Yeah, we're just only getting up to that. <laughs> we're only ever getting up to that. Now, it's it looks like a nice leather case, um, but. Yeah. Oh, they do have, of course, the Red Redemption 2 iPad case for the 9.7, the iPad Air 2. I was going to say, that's the, it's got to be second gen. Um, I think I have the iPad Air 2, or I did. I gave it to my mother-in-law. Yeah. So, so Jeff, yeah. do you have a favorite moment from the game whether it's one you created yourself or one that is part of the storyline um and nick gosh. i'm gonna ask you the same question i'm already honest with you, you and this is kind of oh. this is kind of a, a vague answer and i apologize i liked all of the uh stranger missions yeah because it was one of those things where actually if, if you're going to press me on one, it's uh, when I dragged the eugenics guy into, <laughs> into the lake. Just literally lassoed the dude, put him on my horse. He's screaming, walk over to the lake, pick him up, just throw him onto the, there's like a ramp that goes into the lake I just put him at the very top of the ramp, and he just rolls down into the lake. And I was like, "Goodbye." Yeah, I, I choked the guy, that guy out. Well, I punched him first. Yeah. I was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna suffer a little bit before I kill you." And of course, the cops were just like freaking out. Oh, I got, I that might have been like the most wanted I ever got was because of that guy. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, I killed this guy. Because he's, he, you're talking about the guy in Saint Denis who's selling yeah, that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and so I remember his white, I, his white did you pride buy thing. The book? Did you buy the book? No. Did you buy the book? Okay. I, I yes. <laughs> okay. So I bought. You gave the this book dude money. I I, I, I. It was fifty bucks. Yeah, that's expensive well, in Red Dead Redemption. In Red Dead, fifty dollars in Red Dead Redemption money. It's expensive, but at yeah. that point, I had also. Well, here's the thing too. Uh, before getting to San Denis, I had done a little bit of exploring, and okay. I found the five gold bars at the top of the mountain. Okay, and I had found a bunch of other gold bars throughout. Um, so I was. I was flush with cash. Flush with cash. And so I was like, I was like trying to unlock and buy all the like clothes and, you know, just, just have a real, be a real, just like, man about Sandini. And <laughs> so you, so the way that it works out is I bought it. I read it like in front of him. And then like, 
you know, you can't really interact with them or anything like that. And and then a couple of days later, you can go back up to them and be like, like, look, this is bullshit. I, there's nothing in here. And he tries to like get you to buy a second book. Um, and it, it, yeah, and I ended up just like hitting him. And, then, and that, here was another thing. I accidentally pulled my gun on so many people in this game. Oh, uh, dude, that, that is one mass hysteria. Yeah. That is the one complaint <laughs> I would say with the game is the fucking it, control. It scheme. took me a while to get used to the controls. I'm still yeah. not used to it, and I've killed countless. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. It doesn't help that when you have cheats enabled and you have instant kill. I, on, I, need, I should guess I should do that just to see, including NPCs. Why do you have insta kill on? Um, because at that point, I, I'm not really there for the, I'm not really there for the challenge at that so stage. So you're just like story mode or yeah, you just yeah, want to yeah. fuck around. Yeah. I'm just usually okay. fucking around with, with cheats because like in the second playthrough, it's all cheats. I don't, I, I have like 2 million in golds. Um, that I donated to the camp, and you know, I walked up to Dutch one day and I said, "Is this enough fucking gold? Oh, I never. Is this I... enough money for you?" And he's still like, "I need more money, Arthur." No, so, I got so, a plan. I got there's, a a video, there's a video you can. You, it's on YouTube, uh, and it's it's what happens when what does Dutch do when Arthur donates ten million dollars? Um, the answer is nothing. Nothing, you know. And the answer is nothing. He goes, he's just like, look at look at Arthur contributing. Like I think it's you know because there there's like there's no line for oh my god you fucking just donated ten million dollars. Why are we not in Tahiti right fucking now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like because obviously like the developers at the time were like there's no fucking. But you know it would have been hilarious if they had thrown in. A goddamn Easter egg where Dutch goes, we're going to Tahiti. And it's just a quick cutscene. Exactly. It's just a quick cutscene. And it's just like, they're all happy as shit. Everything worked out. Arthur uh, survives. Everything's great. And then it cuts and be like, you fucking idiot. You're a goddamn cheater. Now you're going to watch all these people suffer. They all get tuberculosis. Every single one. Oh my God. (laughs) So, so, uh, this is not my moment, but I do I do want to say this. So a couple weeks ago, I messaged just Jeff and I said, Does my goddamn character have tuberculosis? Is that what's gonna kill me? Yeah. I was I just I just started noticing like he's coughing a lot. <laughs> and uh I started going on a deep dive. Then he, you know, you're in Saint Denis and you pass out on the street and you get diagnosed with it. And I went on a tear, like, is there a way you don't get tuberculosis? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Well, uh, you got it and, and you got it because of Strauss, um, which yeah. is bullshit because that guy sucks. <laughs> well, and the funniest thing also is is that people um they did a playthrough where they stood as far away from the dude <laughs> that gives you TV. They're like, I ain't getting TV today, you fucker. Wait a minute. And, well, let me ask you this. And I, I guess I can you just because aren't all those like uh, 
collecting missions optional? Like, what if you just don't do it? No, some uh, the very beginning one. They're part of the mandatory. story. Oh, okay. Because, like, if yeah. you play through all the missions in the camp, then he's the only one that's left to, and you have to do that one to further the story. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah cause you, did you did you run into the wife? Yeah, and I, son got, I got TB as well. And Ansberg. Okay. Wait, what? You redeem you quote unquote redeem yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. I I played yeah. through every side quest before yeah, the same. end. Yeah, I have a hundred percent on the side quests as well. There, there's only one that I didn't do that I should go back and redo at some point, and that was to help build that town or that little settlement. The settlement. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. What are you talking about? All right, so I think it's right outside of oh, what's the name of that place? Amarillo. Is it Armadillo? No, 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 no. Our Armadillo's the in, town that has cholera. Uh, it was one of the first towns that you're in. I'm looking at the map, trying to see where it is. But there's a is this rail- is this a John or? Arthur no, it's not. A, it's not a Marston. It's when you're playing as Arthur, and uh, and it's a multi-step uh, thing. Like um, Jim, you probably don't know because you didn't. You didn't play Breath of the Wild. Jeff, did you play Breath of the Wild? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, not oh, very okay, much. You weren't as invested. So, did you help build Terrytown? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, it's kind of like that, where it's multiple parts. So you go in, and one of the missions is you got to help these guys uh, get wood uh, because they're like they're they're trying to move lumber and stuff. But then there's like the uh, guys at the at the lumber mill; they're not act like acting right with us. So you got to go help them and get that. So you're supposed to leave, and then once you come back. They got stuff built up a little bit more, and you're supposed to help them with another mission and another mission, and then they get this the little settlement like built up. Never, I never went back after getting the wood initially. Yeah, I, I forgot I, about. I it. think you can go as John. Oh, and finish. Oh. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. I'll just the one it. the one that I need to go back and finish as John is all the is the the quote unquote time traveler. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about with the rock carvings. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I need to uh, need to go back and finish because I've only found like five that. of them. You did. Hmm. No, I, I do know what happens, um, but. So that kind of leads into one of the things that I like the most about this game is there are a lot of horror elements oh, yeah. um, in the game. So, so you never asked me what my favorite. Oh, I was going to go with you last. Oh, we were still on Jeff. I mean, I don't know if we're still on me necessarily. I just. The... Oh, okay. Uh, you say... okay? So, Jim, go go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I was going to say the horror stuff. So, like the let's you know the serial killer. 
stuff. So yeah. okay. the the four parts of the map or the three or four parts of the map that you discover uh, throughout the world where you find the like part of the map shoved in the severed head. Yep. Brutal. Fucking brutal. And then you actually go down into his little into his little cellar thing and it's just, it's you know, it's fucking brutal. Then there's like that part of like the swampland with like the people with like the people who just kill you uh, and they don't talk. They just make clicking sounds uh, mm-hmm. and you're lured into their world with like a screaming woman. Yep. That I was, was going to say that was, my, that was one of the one of my favorite parts that I remember because I was not expecting it at all. Did you did, same same? Did you did you die? Uh, no. Oh, I got killed. Yeah. No, I, I didn't die. I got out of it because it was at it was at a time where I learned that uh, cooking um, it's not ginger steak. It's a thyme steak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Would like just get you damn near unlimited dead eye. Oh, dead eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that wasn't an issue, but it was very startling. Um. There's a guy that I, I was watching who played the entire game uh, without Deadeye. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> um, why? Like, why? I don't know. That's Did um, you do the San Denis vampire? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> where the, all the stuff is written on the walls and stuff like that, and it kind of directs you where to go. That was awesome, because it's like, it was like a Nosferatu type vampire, which is my favorite. Um, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Very cool. The ghost train, the um, what? So, the suicide cult, which you know, if you go there, you know, in the house with all the the, the dead victims. But if you go there, like I think it's like two in the morning, you see a UFO. Um, the husband the, and wife that are extremely related. Oh. <laughs> Uh, did you ever go back to that house and break into the secret room with all the money? Uh-uh. Yeah, so there's a side room that the door is locked. But when you go outside, you can throw, um, like, some kind of, so you can break the window somehow, just shooting it and stuff like that. And you climb in through the window, and there's actually a shit ton of money um, in that room. But you only can get it from outside. And oh, only me. after you've either killed them or done something now there's with that couple because they drug you um if you kill the husband or the brother however you want to call them and take the wife slash sister and like you hogtire and take her not that far from the house there's like a pit and it's where they don't they have all the dead bodies of her parents uh, he, he has a freak out, uh, and I just left her there. <laughs> so, Nick, not to not to you know go away for well, actually, go through your favorite moment, and then oh, I, I did. Will... Oh, you did. Okay. Oh, I'm that sorry. was it. That was your favorite. No, it was the um the uh the wailing zombie woman. people. Yeah. Okay. So cool. So, 
I'm going to go through this list. I want to see if you all have actually done all of them. Well, it's going to be um, hard for me because, like, uh, I played it through five years ago. And, and that's fine. So, the, this uh, stuff, this stuff, you will probably remember, though. Okay. So, fans of South Park, did you know that the Man Bear Pig is in the game? Yep. Man Bear Pig. Um, uh, I can I can tell you exactly where he is too. Well, he would be somewhere up up in the north because they also threw Sasquatch in there. Yeah. Yep. So, a little bit south to that. Do you remember by Ainsburg? There's that kind of abandoned yellow house. You meet Micah there once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, in that house. That. It's in the second story. Again, you have to. You can't get it from the inside. You have to climb. Oh wait, uh, you're talking about the uh, the vigil. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, okay, I remember seeing that. Um. So you've already mentioned the UFO one. Did you all meet? Um. Did you go in the Devil's Cave and meet Lucifer? Yes. No, I don't think I did that. <laughs> Quote unquote, Lucifer. <laughs> did you all find the Mountain Monk? Is that the mountain? Oh, yes, I did. Damn, Jim. We're getting, we're so. getting, uh, what about the witch cauldron? Yes. Yes, yes, and I drank that shit, too. Well, you have to drink that shit if given <laughs> the option. <laughs> I mean, you may as well. Um, did you all see the ghost train of Lemoyne County? I didn't see it in the game, but I have seen it on videos. Uh, uh, I that's the one like you can actually stand in front of it and then like it just goes through you right it just goes right through you, yeah okay so i think i did that or i can't remember if it was in the video or not um did y'all find the feral wolfman uh the yes really with his wolves? fucking with his dick hanging out okay built him and i feel bad about it did you hog time up and then like throw him in the river and be like, take no, a bath? No, no, no. I, I chased him back to like his little cave. Uh, he saved the, the like three wolves on me, a dead eye them. Then he was he super sad. Brothers. And he, he did, dude. He starts crying in like a fetal position. Then I, and this is before obviously I, I got good, I got like, on on the good side of the of the um uh of the morale meter uh, not morale meter but just the, the honor uh, meter the honor meter and uh i i looted him uh then cut him free and then when he started coming after me i i shot him that yeah i mean there's there's a bunch of so there's stuff there's actually find the um, hobbit house yes the Hobbit House is pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a... I want to say it's Strange Man Red Dead Redemption channel. Yeah, that's the name of the actual channel. So, 
I'm sure you've run into this before because he was in Red Dead Redemption as well. The strange man is in both one and two. And he's just as he sounds, right? He's like he is he he's a very mysterious person. I thought he wasn't in two. He he's kind only of in is, a picture. Yeah, he kind of is, I guess is the best way to say it. Um but strange man the channel if you don't if you ever get a chance to look at it this dude is religious about solving murder or not murders mysteries of red dead redemption 2 um and like really really cool um like gertrude braithwaite and her numbers what that's about who gavin is Gavin! Um, Gavin! Gavin! Where are you? Gavin? Like, like <laughs> some of this stuff, some of this stuff is not like... Does that ever get confirmed. solved? Confirmed. No. That's the okay. thing. Some of this is not confirmed. A lot of this is like conjecture. But like, the sad part about Gavin specifically, there he, he is, because he does a lot of things where he'll go through um the game files and like he'll rip through like missing voice lines and things like that that didn't make it into the game but kind of allude to what's happening um he's one of those that like no clips through different environments to solve different things it's alluded to that the dude has like a split personality and he doesn't know really that he is gavin oh yeah. That's what I was thinking was like what it was like he is who he's looking for. <laughs> right. So I didn't come up with I thought that like maybe he Gavin was like a friend or his brother or somebody somebody that was killed and like he just was couldn't deal with the trauma and like just was like he's not dead he's just he's not here we can't find him. Yeah I mean I don't know specifically because I mean, obviously, it's never been like fully confirmed, but he does a very good job. I mean, this dude is still uploading stuff to this day. I'm looking at his channel right now, and yep. What, um, what's the channel called? It's just Strange called Strange Man. Man. Yeah. Okay. And it's just kind of cool. Like, it's got different things. They're like, here's things you didn't know. Uh, the vampire Sandini, for instance, is in there. Allegedly, from another article that I read, that apparently you could pick him up, hog tie him, and take him to a church, and something happens. So <laughs> there's just like different nuances that he goes through. Um, like there's the town um, that you run into that has like plague written everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the Walking Dead town. He goes it goes into a little bit more detail about that. Then there's also the ghost lady at San Denis. Um like he's able to find voice lines where she actually talks and things like that. So it's a really cool channel. Highly encourage you to check it out. I have a feeling I'm gonna be watching a lot of these like tonight. <laughs> I spent quite a long time because like there's the ghost of um there's a ghost in like the swamps 
Yes, well. I did know that. And um, it goes into detail about that specifically, like who who she was and where she came from. Mm-hmm. Also, check it's out. just it's just it's just trivia as well. Like the original voice actor for Bill um, passed away while they were doing a Red Dead Redemption Two. The singing voice that you hear is the original voice actor in the game. Oh, that's nice. So they kept his singing in there, and they got another person in to actually do the, the voice acting. So yeah, there's stuff in there that you'll be like, "Wow, I've got to go in the game to actually like check this out." Things like that. Um, tons and tons and tons of stuff. Another good one that did you run into, and this is in Valentine, the prostitute who keeps killing his, her victims. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how many? How many victims till you go? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because I looked up into that, and in, in the first time, there's certain times where. Like I, I would encounter that and I would literally pause the game and I would look it up and be like, all right, how is this going to go? Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I know I, I usually do that, but in this game, I didn't want to do that. Um, it's, it's the second go around because there wasn't any like story that was going to be spoiled. That for makes me. sense. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It was, it was just one of those things where I was like, this isn't going to impact the actual story in any way, but um, how many times did you go before you were like, I'm going to probably. Her, you know, she was, she was on the corner, like, please help, help, help. Yeah, and I yeah, went yeah. up to the room with her and he was dead as fuck. And so I carried him to the little, the pig farm down the yeah. way. And so then I don't know how many game days passed, whatever. I'm back in Valentine. It's not, it's night. And uh, she's there again. And I start to react negatively instead of positively. And so she killed the second person. And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't it. So I told her I was not going to help her. And then she tries to, she immediately tries to stab you. Yeah. Um, It was when I got like stabbed by her though. Like, okay, well, (laughs) how did you take her out? Uh, so I kept her alive. Um, I just, I just like bull rushed her, hog tied her, and then carried her to the sheriff. And there's a whole scene that un- that unlocks when you carry her to the sheriff. You took her to the sheriff. I did. Oh, they, I they have her throw track. you in jail, and she stays there for a while too. Like if you go back and like do bounty hunter missions, she'll like yell at you um, when when you walk in. So yeah. Funny. yeah i just it still staggers me to this day the amount of detail to where you'll do something and it's like the game like in, in my in my job now i have to think about like customer journeys and things like that and i'm just looking at like the decision tree that they would have to build oh yeah everything that the player does yeah 
Because they're looking at this and go like, well, we could do it this way, but also it'd be kind of interesting if they decide to, you know, stab them in the leg, for instance, and see what happens there. Like, I have a feeling there's just so many things in the game that people are still to this day discovering because of that decision. Oh, there is. Absolutely there is. Um, So... I have a feeling we all, all probably had, you know, the first time we played it, we all had kind of the same journeys, but um, question for everybody. Did you go back for the money or uh, elect to save John? John. I elected to help John. Yeah, it was John. Yeah, yeah same, 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 same. When I mean... you got to the end game, did you have... Did you have high honor or low honor? High honor. Yeah, high very honor. high. Okay, I, okay. I've been meaning to, I wanted to play and just be just a, a horrible person. I just never got, like, at the time, be, because it was such a tonal shift from the original Red Dead, I played through it, and like I said, I did every story mission, so I played through, like, as much as I could. And then I was like, "All right, I'm 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 done with it for now." Yeah, I that's why. Some, yeah, there's still some stuff I want to do, but I I'm yeah. That's why I rebooted up every once in a while, and it's literally hour at most, and I'm just running around exploring, doing shit, and then I'll be like, all right. This is a nice trip to go back. It's time to. I. I assume y'all know what happens if you have low honor, right? Mm-hmm. There's okay. a couple things that happen. Well, I'm talking about the one like the big end. one where Micah shoots you in the fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine uh, you play through that whole game and that's the end. Not great. I mean, if you play through it like being a complete asshole to everybody then that's a fitting end yeah i mean i I think so but imagine just i i you know knowing what i know now like i would have been so unhappy and so bummed out if that's if you didn't get the you know if you got the wolf ending versus the buck ending yeah So, yeah, so I, I mean, mean th- imagine if yeah you were playing through high honor and then that's how it ended. Oh God, yeah. But that's what the first one was. Yeah. Well, but but it's got the same ending, no matter what though. The first one, right? Yeah the the first one had the same ending no matter what, but no matter like. If you play through it, like you're you're as good of a person as you can can be, or you're doing the worst possible things imaginable, that's just and I you know, and I was doing pretty I was not a good person until like after maybe four or five, I was like, oh, oh let's okay, I see where this is going now. let's uh, let's make some changes here. But, yeah, um, I mean, even like even like the subtle changes with like the tombstone after the fact. Yes. Um, how people talk about you. 
yeah, people like Mickey and stuff like that. Like, like I was for some reason there was like, um, I guess there was a either I wasn't having a good day, but I was mean to Mickey, which is one of the homeless guys, and uh, he literally says like, not not always the nicest guy, but you know I could tell he was a good person, and it's like oh fuck, I should have been nicer to Mickey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, at the time, like, this is going to sound a little dumb, but, like, even in my playthrough of, of almost any game, I I feel inclined to be the good guy. Yeah. Because, like, it's just, I don't know. Dang. Like, like I, 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 I enjoy... There's moments where I'll do like shitty things, but that's usually if I can hit save and revert back to that save. Oh, so after quick saving in like yeah, oh, after I've done the shitty thing, yeah, or Skyrim. Because I'm just I'm always curious to see what will happen, but like with that one in particular, I was like I I knew the honor system was there for a reason. I was like, all right. I don't know if this is going to do something to the ending or whatnot. Let me just run through it as a good person. And then once I got it on PC, I make it a policy to antagonize every single person that I can. <laughs> um, to take that as far as it will go, I will lasso people, you know, just wherever they are in the middle of nowhere, uh, invade their camp um it's just fun i like i don't like obviously i'm i'm a shitty person doing that but i don't know just one of those things are like all right the morality system like um what's the one on the place that uh infamous yeah Yeah. oh yes lightning superpower guy so yeah the uh infamous where like you go and play through it uh you play through it one way like and most people usually play through it good. I, I say most people, but then like once you play through it that way, yeah, you want to see how the other side lives. So you go play through it. And the problem with those kind of morality games is that developers normally always make the better stuff always on the good side. Yeah. Like, uh, when it comes to if it's a you get different powers or abilities kind of thing depending on like what your alignment is, good stuff is usually always better, but the the bad stuff usually is like a power hit or like you get more power initially, but in the long run, good's always better. So they always still steer you towards going one one direction or the other especially with like game endings uh with in this game you you got a good end or a bad end and you know exactly which one is which even though it's technically the the same outcome it's just how you get to it and how it's how it's uh, portrayed um But yeah, I, I, it it depends on if the game is good enough or it's just it can keep my attention. Yeah, I'll I'll go be a dick. 
<laughs> it's just, especially with, um, I mean, I keep saying cheat. Like, Lenny's simple trainer is fucking ridiculous. Because you can make your character tiny. Like, and when I say tiny, I mean, like, um, little, like, small soldiers tiny. Um, hey, but tiny the horse. gun... But the gun, the gun is still the same size. So you just have like a fucking holster, and it's taking up your entire body. You are the size of the holster now. Have you seen where they where they make the horse? Really, I mean, and I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not quoting the Saturday Night Live bit, but um, where they you can there's like a mod where you can make your horse like super tiny, and it just looks like you're like riding the smallest tricycle like down. Yeah. The yeah 100 percent. so it's like i i highly encourage you if you have the pc version to try that i want to play it with cheats that's that's my i'd rather play it the same level maybe even play it like better but with cheats that way i'm not looking to like steal gold bars from every campsite i can find or gold nuggets and yeah so uh we're coming up on the Nearly two hour mark. Um, mm. I feel like we probably need to reconvene this when some other members in our party finally finish the. Well, that's the but thing. I don't know if anybody is currently playing it. I think Todd might be. Oh, Andrew Todd said he hasn't right. finished he it yet. So... I am on and off. Not much. Hey, Todd. Hello. <laughs> so. Like, Andrew might start playing it because this little discussion might reinvigorate him, might give him the uh, the muse to start. I mean, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's one of those just... Commitment. It is. Okay. It is. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of my overall problem with any game these days, is like, I I knew going in Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to be a huge commitment. I knew um even god of war ragnarok was going to be a huge commitment i'm yeah. very choosy with how i spend my time in games now like if i feel hey. like if i feel like there's like a huge grind behind it i'm not i'm probably not going to participate I had another coworker today that was like i play final fantasy 10 every single year and i'm just like what i can't I can't. I can't Wait, do that. One? Final Fantasy X. That's their favorite. Oh, the one with the famous laugh. Yeah. I like yeah. That. <laughs> that one. Yeah, the most famous laugh, Jim. Not the most famous bar, laugh. Bar right. none. I mean, there wasn't even voice acting in the one that you claim is the famous one. <laughs> uh, the old argument. Yeah, it's just it's interesting to like. Like I, I wonder now if I'm going to have another game that I'm super excited about and people are going to be like, oh man, I just don't understand. Five years from now. <laughs> if we're like, oh man, this was the best game I ever played. Only I do think tell. that would you, you probably say that, that God of War, both God of War and Ragnarok are both better than this game? Um... I need to play Ragnarok, but I'm going to wait for PC release. 
No, I wouldn't say that they're better necessarily. I it's this is the same question I get asked basically when I'm trying to like they're like, oh, what's your favorite movie of all time or what's your favorite book of all time? I don't I don't have favorites. I have ones that I I would say I elevate a ball above all others equally. Okay. So like and it changes with when I get older, they're like, uh, like back in the day, I probably would have said that, um, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is the best thing ever. It's the best movie series ever or star Wars, or, you know, it's just like, there's a constant. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Nick. There's a constant, like ebb and flow. Like I watched the, the menu last night and I enjoyed it probably not my favorite movie of all time but like flip that conversely i'm watching the last of us as well dreamly good show in my opinion um so i uh heard some somebody say instead of asking like what's your favorite movie or favorite book of all time uh what they say is what movie or book have you watched the most or have seen the most or like have read the most and that can usually tell you something that you'll keep going back to over and over yeah like and this isn't this is not an exaggeration i've i've literally read the harry potter books hundreds of times hundreds the third book in particular side quests it's not it's not the side quest aspects it's like and it's you know you always hear people are like oh i go back because you always find something else that you missed rarely does that happen now but it's more of like um it's the comfort food aspect i guess of it but like prisoner of azkaban is my favorite of all time i've probably have read that at least 300 times at least um probably more if i'm being completely honest with you so would you say it's your favorite book series um like my my opinion of it i know i know like the uh the recent events not the best book series but your favorite book series you can be objective and say i hate that question this is a like i don't think any i'd love it it's it's hard for me it's hard for me to say um i don't know it's just my my taste changes every year yeah like objectively exactly. looking at it now it, it because i've read it so much it should be considered my favorite series of all time and you know if if i you know with children eventually it'd be one of those things where like okay this is one of my essentials. I have to, you know, tell them the story at some point. But also, like, I appreciate Lord of the Rings more than I have ever before. I appreciate, um, like, I'm really into fucking mystery thrillers all of a sudden. I don't know why. Um, I recently reread the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. Uh, just the first three books, because that's really the ones that matter. Uh, and, that, and, that's, that. and that's where like the conversation of like oh it's the best like if you i don't know if you're I, I think if you're a mature adult you know when something is good or when something is bad versus when something is 
not your taste versus what is your taste. Yeah. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books, I found I read the, the trilogy, the first trilogy. I was so bored by them. But yeah. I know those books are good. I know those yeah. books are good. Um it's, you know, I, have it, I just. Sorry, I mean, it's it's hard also. And this is this pains me to say it. I used to be a very avid reader. I would read tons and tons and tons of books. Oh, religiously. this is my struggle right now. Um, it's hard for me to pick up a book and finish it to completion now. And and that's I, number one, I think that's OK. Well, number two, if you're just not a fucking reader, who gives a shit? Like, I, like however you want to consume media, consume yeah. it. Yeah, that's like the I only swear. the the painful thing for me, and it, I feel, and maybe this is a weird side effect of it. I feel more intelligent after I've read something, and this isn't like an article or what have you but like if i finish something and it doesn't have to be particularly like mind-blowing i just feel like okay i i read something i accomplished this um I, it's now part of the fabric of my my being in some cases and maybe I that's feel a like sense the of accomplishment but not more intelligent well maybe that's like the the writing side of me is like I I can use this um, as like inspiration to because I anytime I read something or even like watching the menu last night I felt inspired to write something. Um, I didn't because I'm currently trying to work through chapter two, and my <laughs> god, chapter two is having some fucking issues right now. Let me tell you, it got to one of those things where like I'm gonna be honest with you. Am I going to beat myself up a lot if I don't finish that series this year? Probably a little bit, but at the same time, I'm now realizing I'm already on chapter two and I'm like, well, I've got the story I want to tell. Am I going to be able to stretch it out over 12 chapters? Or like pacing is going to be a real challenge because you're reading this once a month, essentially. So it's just one of those things where like, are you going to have to have a refresher every time you read it? Cause you're, you're basically putting a book down 12 times a year. Yeah. So. There, and there are, so I'm not one of those people that I, I want, I definitely want quality for when it comes to books. Um, so I, I told myself, like, hey, I want to read 12 books this year. Like, I haven't done that in years. Um, now that I now that I'm in a space where I feel like I can I can do that eventually, I can do that this year. Like, I the first book I read this year was I read The Silmarillion. I finally finished reading The Silmarillion. Now, I did feel smarter after reading that, but only about Tolkien stuff. Um, then I read the Cinema Speculation by Quentin Tarantino, which is just essays on on his favorite movies. Um, I read that in like four days because it was it was just so easy to read. Um, then uh, I was gonna start Tolkien's Unfinished Tales, but I don't know. I kept getting signs that I should jump into something a little juicier, 
And so I just picked up a book that is over 1,200 pages, and it is Brandon Sanderson's The Way of Kings. When are you going to read Infinite Jest? When am I going to read <laughs> what? what? Infinite what about, Jest? What about War and Peace? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Um, no, and I don't you. know. I, I I have a lot of friends that are like, oh, you should really get into audiobooks. And Julia, I can't pay attention good enough. <laughs> so Julia is is crushing it in terms of like her goal. She lists she and this is not uh, at all an exaggeration. She is at any given time. She has at least one audiobook, one physical book, and one digital book that she is literally rotating constantly yeah my brain would would die um i don't know how she does it i don't know how she focuses because for me if 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 i had a long commute like i did back in the day i could do audiobooks then because i I listen to podcasts every once in a while Mm. um but for audiobooks because my commute is so short now i can't get into it long enough because by the time i get to work i've listened to maybe i don't know it, it takes 10 minutes to get to work so 10 minutes of the story you look at the remaining bits of an audiobook and it's like you've got 14 hours to get through before this is done and that drains the fuck out of me when i see that because i'm just like oh my god it's gonna take 14 hours um yeah i just it's just like it's just like um starting a show that is seven seasons deep has finished but is at least 20 to 30 episodes per season overwhelming i am probably never gonna watch that show i will just read the wikipedia for each season call it a day um yeah, I just I it's just such an investment of time. So to kind of circle back to all of this to say is it is is God of War objectively I I rank them equally. I don't have a favorite game of all time. I don't have a favorite movie of all time. I have memories that I have enjoyed with everything in certain games. I have recommendations to where if someone's like, what is a good game that I should play? I'm like, you should play these, this set of games. I had a blast playing them. Mm. You put them on a pedestal now and say like, oh my goodness, this was the greatest thing I've ever played. Very difficult for me to do because um, I had an emotional reaction at the end of Last of Us. Um, I'm sorry, Red Dead Redemption uh, part two, I also had the same kind of reaction at the end of uh, God of War Ragnarok. It's what impacts me the most now and how I I, f- I, I just appreciate the journey that I was able to take for that brief moment. That's that's it. No, because mm. <laughs> Unless it's like a real small game or it's a game like 
it's like a currentish game that's still being updated so there's still like new stuff i'm seeing i'm not really the type to go back and like replay a game just to see if the like just to play the game again like uh hard hard for me to do it's it's extremely difficult yeah it's like i'm not in love with any of their aesthetics so much that i would have to keep going like i would want to keep going back to it now if they like remade a game or like it was an updated like they added some different stuff to it maybe it was a remaster i would go back and play that but like like you said that one person who like they'll play final fantasy 7 once a year it's like mm, i'm i'm not getting anything else out of that that's that's some uh that's some old strange i'm not looking to tame again <laughs> and it's and it's kind of like it's almost like i i would love to have the time to go back to play some stuff again to enjoy it um like i I go back to harry potter again like yes i've reread them so many times but the um the urge to like pick those books up right now and read them like right now is is very very low like you're just not feeling it i'm just i'm not feeling it yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And actually, now that I'm looking at my game collection, there is something that I do go back to, and that's playing um, Burnout Paradise. I'll keep going back to play that, but I feel like that's a, a very different experience than the narrative-driven ones that we're talking about. Yeah, because like once you know the story, you appreciate the story for what it was, and it's kind of like revisiting an old friend. Like, yeah, you're going to go back and play it again. And you'll probably enjoy it again. But eventually it's going to give you diminishing returns. And yes. I feel like I, I can read. Like I can read the first Harry Potter book in a day. This stage, if I if I literally had nothing and this is never going to happen again in my adult life. God damn, I wish I was still a kid sometimes if I had an entire saturday where it was just nothing to do at all whatsoever no no responsibilities or anything i could knock out that book in a day still have you tried being a piece of shit it's really fun (laughs) i just the problem now is is that those two days and and this is not new news for anybody you i feel like i i have to be up and doing something productive reading a book is productive but not the whole day so this is oh, my weekends yeah. my my weekends now is dedicated basically to experiences broken up into little chunks so that i feel like i have accomplished something um so like howard's legacy for instance i cannot spend all day saturday playing it I eventually get to a point where I'm like, I need to stop and take a break. And I may not play it for four or five hours. And then I'll pick it up again in the evening because I have to fill something else in that time. 
It's you have to because feel otherwise, something else or fill no, 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 it not, with something else. Like fill it with oh okay, not not meaningless things, but like okay, maybe I need to go to the grocery store, or maybe I need to do some laundry, or maybe I'll read or watch some YouTube channels about like some research or something for an hour. I have to do multiple things in a day on the weekend before I feel like um. Or I feel like that entire weekend was wasted. That's not to say I still don't do it from time to time. Like when Julia was out of town for um, a trip she took with her mom, happened to be the same weekend that God of War Ragnarok came out. I probably spent a little bit too much time playing that game, but I also stopped multiple times because I didn't want it to end. And I'm sure, Jim, you were kind of the same way. That's At some edging. point. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it it's called going to completion. But here's the thing, Jeff is, I mean, I'm not going to like fix your life because everybody knows that I can do that very easily. But oh, I'll really? Say, like, did did anyone starve? Were the dogs fed? Yeah, it's fine. If you don't I, I get, do I get something what you're for one day. The yeah, world's not going to implode. I I know what you're saying, and this is, <sighs> and I get it. This is how you're feel. This is how you feel. This is how you've run for a while. And I'm saying it's like, give into the hedonism of just wanting to read a book. <laughs> it's it's become a little bit different since uh, my medical stuff cropped up. Mm. Uh, a lot of that changed my outlook on things. And mm. things are good now. Things are good now. Okay. But it's one of those things where you're like, what's the best way to put it without getting too morbid? It's not that I like had a, a moment where like in like the movies or whatever, they were like, Oh my goodness. I only have a finite amount of time life on my left. I don't view life like that, but it did kind of reorient a lot of like my um, priorities. Priorities, yeah, that'd probably be the best way to put it. So, okay, sorry, but uh, (laughs) I, I, this, this whole podcast got a little bit derailed, but this is. Um, it's been good conversation. I don't want to want to run this, and I don't mean to cut anybody off, but I, I feel like it's probably a good time to end since we've firmly left the Red Dead Redemption train station at this stage. What's Red Dead Redemption? Oh man, it's this game where you play as a cowboy and you just oh, you're talking about gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. Y'all have any closing thoughts before we tune out? What's your uh, favorite spaghetti western? Oh. Mm, For both y'all. Full of dollars. So good. Great soundtrack. Oh, God. Yeah. I. You know what? I will. I will agree with that. It just, it's just it's iconic 
It is. Sergio Leone, man. Out of all the spaghetti western directors named Sergio, he's definitely the most famous. <laughs> I mean, there's the good, a lot of the them. Good, uh, the yeah, good, the bad, and the ugly. There's a good amount. The good, the bad, and the ugly is probably a close second for me. I will say that. That movie's long. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. But what is movie length these days? <laughs> I oh, mean, I know. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, how long is it compared to The Hateful Eight? Well, I mean, if you it's the Hateful Eight version that I like is four hours long. Uh, Hateful Eight runtime was two hours and fifty five minutes. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly was one hundred seventy seven minutes, so just shy of three hours. Mm. Two point nine. My favorite. Hours. My favorite. It's the Spaghetti, spaghetti Eastern western. Lawrence of Arabia. It, it, it is Cutthroat Nine. Uh. And it sounds it like is, a what is that? What is that? Um, God, what is that movie? That filmmaker who does like really David Lynch, crappy John Waters, David Lynch. No, 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 Tra Tra Trauma, Trauma, Lars von Trier, Trauma, Trauma, Trauma. Trauma. Yeah, oh. okay. <laughs> I love trauma. Yeah, Dude. Jim does love his trauma, doesn't he? <laughs> that was that's literally where you said that. I was like, is this a trauma production? Cutthroat's Nine. No, it's a very serious movie. It's an hour and thirty minutes. Uh, bandits attack a wagon load of convicts, and only a sergeant, his daughter, and seven sadistic prisoners survive. The sergeant must get his prisoners to their destination web of lies, greed, and betrayal unfolds. You know, you know what we need to do? Oh, uh, didn't they make... remake that with Goldberg? It was like <laughs> oh my the, God. the convicts or something. Nick, <laughs> um, you have a projector, right? I do. Uh, I already gonna... requested a double feature real soon with Nick's projector. I was about to say, like, I'm gonna humbly uh, request a, an audience a, a, a showing at your house sometime. Well, the uh, one I requested Goldberg? was Mad Heidi and Kill Her Goats. I still, oh yeah, I, I meant to look that up. What is that? Oh, I mean, Killer Goats I'll, looks I'll awesome. I'll show up for it, but um, no, this this is good, guys. I think this is a great conversation. I appreciate you all doing this tonight. Um. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna torture you all with hokey old timey talk like I did in the intro. So I will just say, you all have a great night. Thank you for tuning in, and we will be back not next week, but the week after with a, a Tarantino themed podcast. Uh, I'm washing my hair that day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All. Take care.